In this podcast, I'm going to be talking about a word that we all use that feels so ingrained in us, we likely don't even know we're using it. A word that traps us as working moms, making us feel like we're not enough and that we should be doing more. You ready for it? Should. Working moms have a really bad habit of shoulding. Yes, you heard me right. Shoulding. This is any time you say, really should, or I should have. Shoulding is a habit that really only makes us feel bad about ourselves and has to end if we're truly going to create a life of balance. So in this episode, I'm going to go into detail on shoulding and why it's a problem. I'm going to show you how it's stealing away your time, contributing to a lack of confidence, and making you feel like you're not enough. And then I will give you a five-step process to end the shoulding. You ready? Let's get to it. Welcome to the Ambitious and Balanced Working Mom Podcast, the place for women who want to balance their ambitious career goals with their life as a mom. If you're looking to feel more confident, decisive, and productive at both work and home, then this is the place for you. I'm your host, Rebecca Olson. Let's get to it. All right, working moms, hello. I am feeling so on fire today. After having spent three days, I cleared my schedule and gave myself three days to focus on creating the content for my upcoming program, the Ambitious and Balanced Working Mom Collective. I'm going to be sharing so much more about this program in the coming weeks, but I'm just going to hint at it here. It's good. I broke down all of the foundational pieces of how you create work-life balance no matter your circumstance. Because that's kind of the whole point, right? We don't want balance or happiness to be dependent on our jobs or on any other circumstance that feels somewhat outside of our control. This program is going to teach you how to do just that. I'm going to let you just marinate in that for a moment because I'm going to be sharing more in the coming weeks, but the idea that there really is a method and a step-by-step process that you can implement to create the balanced life that you want. So good. All right. But in this podcast today, we're going to be talking about the behavior that traps us as working moms. I call it shoulding. Yes, you heard me right. Shoulding. (laughs) It's probably a word I made up. This is anytime you say, I really should, or I should have. Shoulding is a habit that only makes you feel bad about yourself and really thus has to end in order to truly create a life of balance. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go into detail on shoulding and why it's a problem. I'm going to show you how it's stealing away your time, contributing to a lack of confidence, and really just making you feel like not enough. And then I'm going to give you a five-step process to ending the shoulding. Okay? So let's start with defining what I even mean by shoulding. Shoulding means that you are holding yourself to a standard or a value based on an unquestioned expectation. Shoulds are kind of like unwritten rules or family expectations, societal standards, cultural norms that you've adopted because you feel like you're expected to, because you've never questioned it, 
not because you really want it or believe in it. So here's the thing. Shoulds aren't based on the things that are most important to you. They're based on what others are doing and what others value. So they may or may not work for you and your family. When we let go of the shoulds and start living life by evaluated experiences, when we let go of the shoulds and start living life by evaluated expectations, expectations that are truly based on our own values, our goals, and our desired life, we allow space to create the balanced life that we all desire. All right, so we're going to dive into the problems of shoulding and then eventually talk about the solution here. So the first problem with shoulding is that it undermines our confidence. It's dripping with self-judgment. Shoulding is like sitting in a bath full of negativity about yourself. There's absolutely no way to fill in the sentence, I really should, with something that makes you feel good about yourself. Really sit in that a moment. There is nothing that you could fill in the sentence, I really should, with that will make you feel good about yourself. Every time you say, I should, it makes you feel bad. It makes you feel like you're not measuring up, that you're not good enough, that you're not doing enough, that you're doing it wrong. The first step that I teach in creating an ambitious and balanced life is confidence. You have to really feel good about you if you're going to create a balanced life, and shoulding undermines our confidence always. The second problem with shoulding is that it's most often used when we're comparing ourselves to other people. When we should, we are taking on other people's expectations as our own without evaluating or deciding that it's really good for us. So we're looking at our friends and then we're looking at our life and we think they've got something figured out. And so we decide that we should do whatever it is that they're doing, except the problem is that is their life and it's based on their own set of values and expectations, which are extremely different likely than our own. So what they're doing probably isn't gonna work for us. It might not even be working for them and it certainly doesn't fit into the values and circumstances of your life. So let me give you an example. You have a friend, someone who manages to make a home-cooked meal for dinner almost every night. Let's just talk about somebody that has it all together. They're that kind of a person. And yet, for many women, this is really hard to achieve on a regular basis. Getting home at five o'clock or later just doesn't afford us the time to cook a home-cooked meal. And yet, it's an expectation that we often have that makes us feel rushed and guilty and like we're failing. And yet, eating a home-cooked meal might not be the most important thing for you to focus on. It might not fit into the expectations that you want to place on yourself and the values that you have as a family. Instead, maybe you'd rather spend that time spending 30 minutes of uninterrupted time with your kid. And that would be the same amount of time you would spend cooking. Maybe that's more important to you. The standard that your friend has is likely not a should that's working for you. It just simply makes you feel bad. Well, here's another one. Your boss is always available. The phone is always on. They always seem to be online and you feel like you should be too, right? You should be too. That being available is what makes you a good manager or a good boss or a teammate or worker. It seems like a harmless expectation, maybe even a good expectation, but yet 
What happens when we decide to actually go offline to spend time with our kids or go on vacation? What happens when you try to spend a dedicated amount of time on a project, like heads down time on a project, and turn off all notifications on your phone? Well, this expectation of being available becomes in direct conflict with that. And so you feel like you are letting your boss down or your team down, or you think you're maybe not as dedicated or committed a worker. But is that really true? That being available at all times is actually the best thing for you or your team? Probably not. When we're available at all hours, we overwork. We're always on. We never rest. Rest is a very important aspect of a balanced life. We have to turn off our brains at some point. But not only that, being available at all times is not helpful to our teams or our employees because we don't challenge them to problem solve on their own, to build knowledge that comes with problem solving, to develop a skill set of just answering your own questions, right? I should be available isn't an expectation that creates the life that you want. Okay, so why else is shoulding a problem? It usually comes with feeling not enough. If you truly should be doing something and you're not, you feel like there's something wrong with you or like you're not good enough, right? So you have a presentation and you miss the mark on some aspect of it, or you miss a detail that, quote, should have been included in it. You likely tell yourself, I really should have known that, or I really should have been able to do better, which makes you feel not good enough. Or here's another example. When you see your to-do list and it's a mile long and you can't seem to find the time to get through it all, you likely think, I should be doing more. I should be able to figure out how to get these things done. Again, like what you're doing is not enough. When you only have 90 minutes to spend with your newborn at the end of a workday before they go to bed and you can't figure out how to come home and not be completely exhausted during this time, you likely think, I should be spending more time with her. I should be more present, which leads to that thought, I'm not a good enough mom. And when we should, we are often saying that we just don't meet a particular standard and thus we're not enough. But again, this just feeds the cycle of low confidence. We can't be constantly pushing ourselves to be doing more or achieving more or just being more If we want to create a balanced life because more, 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 it just speeds us up instead of slows us down. And the last problem I want to bring up when it comes to shooting is that it's just simply a time waste. When we're focused on what we should be doing, we aren't focused on what we are doing. We're focused on what we haven't done instead of what we have done. I want you to really think about this for a moment. When you're working on a project, and you're feeling confident about your work, and you're thinking you're right on schedule, how effective are you with your time versus when you're working on a project and you're feeling like you should be further along and you're questioning yourself all along the way? How effective are you with your time then? There's a big difference. Our energy plays a really big part in the effectiveness of our time in our productivity. When we're feeling really good about us and what we're doing and accomplishing, we accomplish more. When we're feeling really terrible about us and what we've accomplished, then we accomplish less. All right, so to recap here, shoulding undermines our confidence and engrosses us in comparison and makes us feel like we're not enough. And ultimately, wastes our time. 
it kind of just sounds like a word or a phrase that we should just simply remove from our vocabulary, right? All right, well, let's then talk about how to do that. Because for most of us, we do this unknowingly, right? We don't even think about the idea that we're saying should or thinking should. And what's going to have to happen is you're going to need to become aware a lot more around how often you're saying this and when you're saying it and so forth. So that truly is the first step in stopping the shooting. You have to tune your ears. Think of like radio station. You have to tune your ears into when you're saying this. You have to take an inventory of when you're saying this. So take a moment even right now. Because my guess is you actually have some clues into when and where and kind of what area of life you tend to do this. So if you think about your areas of life, when do you tend to compare yourself to others? When do you feel like you're not quite measuring up or when you're not managing your time very well? There's likely a bunch of shoulds to be uncovered when you think about that. You think about where you compare yourself, where you feel like you're not measuring up, and when you're not managing time. Likely in there, there's a ton of shoulds to be uncovered. So you can just literally like pause this podcast or come back to this exercise and write down all of the shoulds that you can uncover. And then, of course, add to it as you go about your day-to-day life and you discover how often you're telling yourself this. So that's really the first step. It's to become aware of your shoulding and kind of tune your ears in like a radio dial to when and where and how often you say this. Step number two is to normalize. Normalize the fact that you say this. We all do it. Now, of course, I've just spent the last 10 minutes describing to you why this is a problem. And in reality, though, your brain only thinks it's serving you. Your your brain is only trying to optimize your time and your energy and make you the most successful. And so when it offers to you a should, it thinks it's bringing awareness to the areas of growth or pointing out some places that you need to speed up or pointing out some inconsistencies with what it is you want in your life. I mean, your brain doesn't see this as a problem and it's totally normal. So whenever we normalize a thought or a feeling, what we are doing is we're stripping judgment out of it. Because whenever you say to yourself, you should be feeling something or you should be thinking in a certain way, you just heard me say it, right? You should, there's the should word. We say this to ourselves a lot. I really should be feeling or I should really think. We do this with our emotions and our thoughts. And all that does is it sends us into self-judgment and it makes us feel bad. So the second step when we realize we're doing it is to just simply normalize it. Oh, there's my brain again thinking I should be doing something or thinking I should be further along. Got it. Okay. The next step then, once you normalize it and kind of get out of judgment, is to question if it's really true. I mean, just because your brain thinks it doesn't mean that it's actually true, right? We need to question it. Decide for yourself. So when your brain offers to you that you should be spending more time with your baby and that you're not a good enough mom because of it, you need to question that. Is it actually true that you're not really a good mom? Is time, spending more time with your kid going to actually make you a good mom? Of course not. You may want more time, but it has no bearing on if you're a good mom or a bad mom. Should you really be further ahead on that project? Is there still time to get it done? Have you been able to get things done at a time crunch before? Of course you have. And they turned out great, right? So step three is to take the moment and question, is what your brain offering to you actually true? 
Step four is then to focus your brain on what you have or what you are in fact good at instead of the lack. Because remember, shoulding is often just this focus on what we don't have or where we're not. And what we want to do is we want to take a moment and just refocus our brain into the abundance of life, the things that are going well, the the good things about us, the ways that we have achieved, the things that we have accomplished in order to get our brain out of lack and into sufficiency. So if you're feeling behind on a project, instead of indulging in what you haven't accomplished, take a moment to really think about the progress you've made at the end of a workday when you're feeling like you should have gotten a lot more done that day. Instead of focusing on all of the unfinished projects, and focus on the projects or the pieces of the project that you did achieve. Instead of focusing on the time that you don't have with your child, think about all the time that you do get. Focusing on the moment that you have right in front of you, focusing on all of the positive parts of life, that's going to help you build up sufficiency, help you to feel like you are enough, that your life is enough, that you have enough, and a sufficient life is a balanced life. And the last step in helping rid of all of the shoulds is to use the moment as a tool for determining your own expectations and values. Because remember, shoulding is always based on some set of cultural or societal or like familial standards that we've adopted, right, and never questioned. So it's time to actually question them. Is making a home-cooked meal the most important thing to me every night? Is going after that promotion really what I want? Is always being available by phone or email the standard I want to set for my team? Is saying yes to every meaning really the best use of my time? Shoulds are unquestioned expectations, and we want to use the moment when we say I should, we need to decide if the expectation that we're living by is the one we want to be living by. Want is the most important word there. A balanced life is filled with wants, not have-tos. Okay, so the five steps In ridding of your shoulds, number one is to gain awareness of when and where and how you should. Number two, to normalize your shoulding. It's just your brain's way of trying to help you. Number three, question the shoulds. Is it really true? Number four, focus on what you do have and fuel yourself with sufficiency. And number five, let the shoulds catapult you into evaluating the expectations and deciding ultimately if that's an expectation that you, in fact, still want to live by. Okay, Working Moms, I would love to hear how this goes for you. My email is always included in the show notes, and I'd love to hear from you. What was most helpful here? What topics do you want me to cover in future podcasts? This is your resource, and I am here to help. I would love to hear from you. All right, Working Moms, let's get to it. I hope you enjoyed this episode today. If you're looking to create a life where your career and your home life never feel at odds, where you're working less but achieving at the same level, a life without regret where you know that you're doing exactly what you want to be doing and never missing out on your kid's life, then let me introduce you to the Ambitious and Balanced Working Mom Collective. This is a group of ambitious working moms who believe that work-life balance is possible for them and they're committed to creating it. 
The program includes 30 short videos and workbooks that will teach you how to create the building blocks of a balanced life, as well as weekly group coaching and in-depth support within a Facebook community. Oh, and did I mention that when you join the collective, you get lifetime access? That means you have access to coaching and material to help support your balanced life in every season. The Ambitious and Balanced Collective launches in June, but you can get a sneak peek of what to expect and get some pretty sweet bonuses if you join early. You can find all of the information on my website, www.rebeccaolsoncoaching.com forward slash coaching. Coaching.